please excuse the audio issues for the first part of the show. It does get cleared up. Once again, I apologize, but uh, please enjoy the show. The game reaction 49ers versus the Denver Broncos. to uh, Trey Lance finishing it up with an absolutely uh, fun performance down the stretch. And I thought that he really cooked. And there were moments, of course, where you have a little bit of questions about, you know, Brock, uh, sorry, about Trey Lance uh, with the interception on the screen pass. But I thought he really answered those questions in a big time way. And he looked really spectacular. And so I thought that this was a way better performance than we saw in week one against the Raiders. He was getting the ball out on time for the most part, hitting his receivers in stride and finding tight end Cameron Latu. And I thought that was really exciting as well because Cameron Latu, of course, has been under a lot of fire recently uh, for his drops. And then, of course, in the in the week one preseason game, he had the fumble as well. And a lot of people were coming at him pretty strong. So it was really nice to see Cameron Latu, you know, make a couple of plays and kind of stand out a little bit and show that he deserves to be on this football team and on this uh, roster. And I think that right now Cameron Lotti is right in the mix. I do think we have some question marks about other positions because I think they're not clear. Uh, the unfortunate news about Danny Gray kind of um, muddies up the wide receiver position a little bit more. I think there was an understanding what he could be. And Kyle Shanahan said he's dealing with a collarbone and that the imaging was – inconclusive and he's offsite getting more tests done and more x-rays done so we'll see what happens with Danny Gray it's unfortunate that Danny Gray right now you know could be in flux because I thought it was exciting to see him on that opening kick return and he got to the outside and showed that dazzling speed unfortunately sometimes you go down and when you do uh it, it's just bad that it's you know goes down and Josh says hey it's a broken collarbone uh, that's unfortunate. That means he's going to be out for a long time. And how the 49ers go about handling, you know, what happens with Danny Gray now. Uh, we just got through the whole fact that Ray Ray McLeod with his broken wrist might not go on IR. Now the 49ers potential only way to keep Danny Gray uh, safe is to keep him on your active 53 man roster and then put him on IR after. Uh, so they may cut him uh, with the designation. Uh, Michael Humphrey says, how about Ronnie Bell? I thought Ronnie Bell played absolutely spectacular in this football game. I thought he did a really good job, and I was excited about you know him overall. I thought he played uh, his best game of the two, and I think that's exactly what you're looking for uh, from a young player, that you want to see them come out and assert themselves. And I think that uh, when it comes to um, you know certain positions – And we'll get back to – uh, all the great stuff that's been going on 
Uh, thank you guys so much for your help. I really appreciate that because I did not expect for there to be an audio issue, but uh, you guys are really the best. So, yeah, um, I thought overall the the way that we got Ronnie Bell playing in this game, I thought Ronnie Bell stepped up in a big way. Uh, there was one moment where I tweeted, and if you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted, hey, he's for sure, uh, or I guess it's X now, right? But I, he, he's for sure going to be on the 53-man roster. And I, the very next time he touched the football, it was an interception. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, but I thought that he played absolutely fantastic. He looked good with a ball in his hands. He's tough to bring down, which wasn't really expected, I think, from what we've seen from him in the past. You know, it just uh, him in college, he looks so much better. Uh, in the NFL, he's looking really good. And I just thought that overall, uh, Ronnie Bell did a good job. There's there's no way I can foresee uh, Ronnie Bell not being on the active 53-man roster for the 49ers. He is just consistently catching the football and consistently making plays. Uh, I'm very excited about his potential. And I thought there were a lot of young players that stepped up today. We continue to see how great it uh, Jalen Graham is. Jalen Graham played fantastic today. And he continues to just have, uh, you know, stock up. And I'm just, I'm really enjoying watching some of these young guys and the 49ers going out and plucking seventh round gems now. Jalen Graham, Ronnie Bell, these two guys making plays. Oh, it's it's so fun to watch. And, and what's up, Mosquito Killer? It says, what's going on, Ant? Love the win. Glad to see the finish. Yeah, I love the finish. That's what you need to do. Um, Steve-O says, hey, bell cow, six wide receivers. With Danny Gray being hurt now, I, I don't think it's going to be six, but we'll see uh, because Chris Conley still has been, you know, one of those guys that's played really well, and I thought he had an opportunity for a touchdown with a better throw from Sam Darnold. I thought if Darnold wouldn't have thrown so much on his back foot, maybe it was pressure, uh, but if he could have got that one over the top, Conley absolutely did win on that play. It could have easily had a touchdown. Um, so I, to me overall, I thought Conley's looked really good all throughout the preseason as well. And Josh says, how does Hawkins not make this team kid has talent? I'm with you. I'm a huge fan of Hawkins. I thought Hawkins flashed and that was him playing against some really good football players. He's all over the field. Uh, he helps in run fits. He runs the alley. Taylor Hawkins is a very good football player, definitely ahead of miles Hartsfeld. Uh, so I think the question will be how close is George Odom to being healthy? But, yeah, that's going to be a tough one, deciding what to do with Taylor Hawkins. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But overall, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Taylor Hawkins and what he could add to this team. And Jay Ellie says Latu got that uh, present. He got that touchdown all right. I mean, that was – Latu, he had three catches in this game, you know, and one of them the big touchdown. And that's what we got to see for him. It was a lot of confidence uh, for a few players. It was Cameron Latu got a lot of confidence in this game. I feel like Jake Moody by the end had his confidence. Yeah, he missed the extra point, but he got confidence. I felt like Trey Lance looked back to what I had been seeing at training camp with the confidence level, you know, just understanding what he was seeing and absolutely, you know, getting the ball out on time. So to me, it was it was really nice to see, and that's exactly what Traffic said right here. So happy for Moody. That's a game-changer confidence-wise. I'm with you, you know, and before that last drive, I looked over at my dad, I was over at his house and I said, hey, I said, I want a Trey Lance drive them down the field at a Jake Moody field goal to win it. It was exactly what I wanted. And it's exactly what happened because it was a confidence booster for both of them. And I thought TDP had a really good run on that as well. What's up, Donald? How's it going? Um, 
And I, I think this is this is a great statement right here from Mosquito Killer. Latu definitely showed he shouldn't be cut. Yeah, I think he showed some tremendous upside. I thought Braden Willis continued to show uh, some good things in the blocking as well, and he even made some plays catching the ball. I'm curious what those two young guys do next week and how much they get to play because maybe then they could put pressure on you know some of the other guys for sure. Uh, David Monty in the house. What's up, David? How's it going? Says, Ant, great to hear you. Ronnie Bell, what else can you say? Yeah, he's definitely taking uh, you know, the 49ers uh, world by storm. I think fans are becoming huge fans of Ronnie Bell, and it, it's good news. I mean, this is just what the 49ers do with those late-round gyms, and I think Ronnie Bell's doing pretty good. I still see a couple of instances here and there, and I, I want to watch it a little bit more, go back and focus a little bit more on the film. Uh, but I thought there was a couple times early on in the game where Jawan Jennings was kind of telling Ronnie Bell where to line up. Uh, I expect that from a young player. But overall, I mean, dude uh, is playing at a high level. So super excited. And Donald says, subscribe and hit that like. Yeah, if you're watching right now, hit that like button. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate uh, all the support. You guys are great. Jay Ellie, night as well, late in the game. He's so good. In fact, if you go back... When we when you get the when everyone's watching the all twenty two, go back and watch that big run from Denver on their last scoring drive. He absolutely fills the hole. I'm talking about Q Knight. He fills the hole, is in right in the perfect spot, and a wide receiver comes from behind, grabs him, and tackles him. That's how the hole ends up being open. Go back and watch it. I saw it on the replay, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he filled perfectly where he was supposed to be. Uh, so a huge fan of Q Knight, a huge fan of Taylor Hawkins. Hope they can find a way to keep them in San Francisco in some capacity, whatever that may be. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about it. And let's see what we got going on here uh, from KNDR Collectibles. He says, looked up goat in the dictionary and only definition was Ronnie Bell. I like that. Uh, that that is absolutely fantastic. Way to go, KNDR, coming through and using his membership uh, benefits to, you know, to, to get that out there. I'm going to make sure I put that on the screen, guys. Sorry. I'm getting used to still using uh, the new stream, the stream yard. I haven't really used it a whole lot, but KNDR coming through uh, with the, with it using his membership uh, qualities. And here it is right here. Uh, Mosquito killer. The main question is who's cornerback three. I don't think we got any answers on that. I don't. I, I thought that the four tried something today. You know, we heard Steve Wilkes mentioned during the week, we're going to get, you know, if Ambry Thomas can step up on the outside, we'll put Demo inside. We want to get our three best corners on the field by the time we play Pittsburgh. And I think they went at it, and I thought Ambry Thomas had moments at the beginning of this game where he looked absolutely great. He was undercutting routes. He was understanding route concepts, uh, covering Jerry Judy deep. I thought he did a good job. And then all of a sudden there was that mistake late in the first half uh, where Jair Brown makes the – the touchdown saving tackle. And that was one where I'm like, wow, Ambry Thomas got caught sleeping on that. You know, in, in that type of situation, you can't afford to jump that route that early. Eagerness is definitely something uh, that you expect from players, young players. So I'm sure Ambry Thomas was eager to make a play on the football, but I think it keeps questions going because I don't think anyone has stepped up and taken that role. I think the 49ers prefer to have Diameter Lenore playing on the outside. I think him and Charles Ward are their two best outside corners. But with questions about Isaiah Oliver at nickel, you're right. They're going to have to decide 
which way to go and your best way could be to move two guys and play Ambry Thomas on the outside. I think the one thing is clear, Diameter Lenore, Ambry Thomas, uh, Charverius Ward, and probably Womack are going to make this team. Who's going to be the fifth corner? I think it's going to be a question. Isaiah Oliver, Deshaun Jameson. I thought the advantages that Deshaun Jameson had in the return game and his advantages to helping on special teams kind of came back to neutral today. Uh, he had the the dropped punt and also that you know he lost, and also it was a little bit of a scary uh, punt return later on. So I thought that the advantage he had there kind of went away a little bit. He can always redeem himself. I don't think these things always uh, you know take people out of things, but to me it was it was a pretty interesting performance from Deshaun Jameson. But I thought he played good on defense. I thought he tackled well. But I don't think anyone really challenged him in coverage. I would love to see him challenged in coverage so we can get an idea of what he looks like more as a cornerback. So um, it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we're, we'll see where it goes in that cornerback position. Uh, corners is something I'm definitely interested. Harold with uh, – what's up, Harold, by the way? says, TD by 33 fullback was good. Yeah, Jack Coletto. And I think one of the most interesting things about seeing Jack Coletto score this touchdown is he did it right in front of Sean Payton. And Sean Payton wanted Jack Coletto so much, he offered more guaranteed money to go to Denver. He thought he could be a Taysom Hill, and then he does it right in front of him. I wouldn't be surprised if 49ers ultimately have to waive Jack Coletto, which is probably likely just because of how talented this roster is, that Coletto doesn't end up getting claimed by Denver. Uh, I, I'm hoping he doesn't. I would love to see Jack Coletto on the 49ers practice squad, uh, but that's entirely possible just with how talented – uh, he is and how much Sean Payton likes that uh, ability to play multiple roles. So, and uh, here's, here's one right here from James and what's up, James. How's it going? Says, as much as we criticize Kyle, I think he got hit this game, right? Build confidence in players that need it. Get some kind of rhythm with Trey. You get some catches for Latu and, uh, and Moody kick the winner. Yeah. I mean, if you could lay it out, I, I don't even think Kyle Shanahan could feel like this was exactly how it was going to go. But I think, yeah, if you could lay out a plan that was great for your your football team and for certain players that needed confidence, it kind of unfolded exactly how you wanted it. You know, and there were definitely things in this game that the four years are going to have to work on and get better. But overall, everyone left this game, players, coaches, fans, with the thought that, you know what, uh, we had some really good moments and some players stepped up and everyone left with a good feeling. I think Kyle Shanahan's been doing a pretty good job monitoring reps and things. And, yeah, it was a little surprising to see Sam Darnold play further into the third quarter than we expected. I think the Ronnie Bell interception might have been his last drive if it wouldn't have been such a quick interception. Uh, but overall, it ends up working out because, you know, Trey got out there and got those reps that he got. And I thought every single quarterback, from Brock Purdy to Sam Darnold to Trey Lance, walked away from this game. And we could see that there were strengths in their game. And I think that's good news for the 49ers overall. And uh, that, that's what you want. You want these young guys, you know, to, to make plays. So it's really great. And I bleed red and gold with the super chat. Thanks so much. Says the only answer we got today was Brock is quarterback one and Bell made the team really like our odds this year. We will be, we will be must watch football. Love your work. Thank you so much. I bleed red and gold. I really appreciate that. And, you know, I think Brock did come out and just show the command, the control of the offense. He looked really good. I thought Debo Samuel uh, looked really good. Brandon Ayuk, it just felt like 49ers football. 
You know, the first play, you're moving the pocket. You're getting Brock Purdy on the edge. And then I thought Brock was doing a good job, you know, taking what's there the first time. It was boom, quick throw, get the ball out in the flat, get some extra yards. Later on, that was covered, and it was like, bam, hit Jawan Jennings on the more inter intermediate route in the route concept, the flood concept. To me, it was just really good. So I was excited to see them operate the offense. I wish that they would have gotten the opening touchdown, uh, but we had a little bit of a snafu with uh, TDP. He had two guys coming off the edge. He's supposed to block the inside guy, and he did not do a great job in protection on that. And so that's one of those things he's going to have to work on. And if he does, then it's going to be uh, very good because I thought TDP made some really good plays you know, in this game, but he's got to continue you know, to make plays, you know, for these guys to, to do their thing. And here we go. We got Phil saying, Hey, Ant, I'm losing my confidence in Nick Zakel. And I think this has been something, you know, that people ha are definitely concerned about in Nick Zakel. I thought that Tim Ryan, you know, expressed today that, that Nick Zakel's done a better job. And I think when we go back and we watch the film from today, we're going to find that Nick Zakel improved from last week. Remember this week, Nick Zakel and the rest of the 49ers second team unit, was going against DJ Jones and some of the starters from the Denver Broncos. So they got better reps this week. They were better football players, and they played at a better level. I thought an interesting thing, too, was last week Jason Poe played left guard and Nick Zakel played right. This week they flipped them, and I thought both of them did a little bit better. So to me, uh, overall, I think we're going to get have a better feeling from the offensive line. I think there was an improvement, but there still needs to be more improvement. So – have we given up on Nick Sakel? No, uh, but he's going to have to continue to step up his game. But I think he's a little bit better than maybe it's looking right now. I thought he did better than maybe uh, people are talking about. So we'll, we'll continue to monitor Nick Sakel and see how much better he gets. And Harold says, uh, he says, defense got ran against the middle. Yeah, they did. So the, the way that people are going to attack the 49ers defense is up the middle. They're not going to be able to do it against Eric Armstead. They're not going to be able to do it against uh, Javon Hargrave. Those two guys will be able to stop the run, even though they're not your prototypical run-stopping defensive tackles. Those two guys are special because they can hold up against the double-team style of getting that push with a power run game, and they can play against his own scheme. Not every one of the 49ers' defensive linemen are built for that, and that's what happens when you get guys like T.Y. McGill and Kevin Givens in the game. Those guys are built to play against his own run game, get down the line of scrimmage, use their athleticism, play off blocks, get across guys' faces and make tackles. They're not built to take on double teams. Today, what you saw from those guys was a more of an effort to get lower and get their pad level low and try to stop the movement. I thought they did better today. There was still, of course, occasion where they didn't do a good job and they got pushed off the ball. And then you saw these nice run lanes. So I think that, yeah, it's still a question mark. It's something that the 49ers can work on. Um, I overall think that they, you know, did a pretty good job of uh, getting better. And I thought that Marlon Davidson did a good job again of kind of asserting himself and putting himself right in the the contention to be one of the 49ers defensive tackles on the active roster. And we got a super chat here from Harold, and he says, "Great game, players got valuable reps, amazing finish, very good situational football experience for Trey and the team. Mistakes need corrections." I think you're exactly right. It's a great game. We can enjoy it. Uh, the players, a lot of the players got the valuable reps they needed. Now Kyle Shane did say the starters are probably going to play next week as well. We'll see how we'll monitor that and see how that goes. It was a great finish, which was fun to watch. 
And it was it was very good for Trey Lance. I mean, Trey Lance, uh, this is exactly what you want uh, from Trey Lance. And it, he's he's somebody that the 49ers can uh, you know start to build upon what he's doing. And Trey just hasn't had very many reps in his career. And all a lot of that goes back to his college career. So to me, it's it's really solid. And I like to see it. And Josh coming with some some knowledge here. AJ Parker has been playing well when he gets snaps. He has. He he's got to be in the mix, right, for this cornerback job. And I think you see plays, unfortunately, with like Isaiah Oliver, where he missed the tackle in the open field. And that definitely is a struggle. That's something you see, and you're like, man, that's that's not good. That's not what we want. Um, and I think the 49ers know that they've they've got to sure up that nickel corner position. And I think A.J. Parker's in the mix. I think he plays well when he's out there. It's not like these guys are really giving up catches. We didn't see a lot of catches on the nickel corners today. I thought they held up pretty well overall, and I think it is a real competition. And I don't think it's Isaiah Oliver's out yet, uh, but you bring up a good point. I think A.J. Parker is in the mix for sure. And you know, overall, that's what you're looking for. And uh, James saying winners and Brown played well. Nice to see them rookies stand out. Yeah, I thought, you know, D. Winters had a couple of plays today where he looked really good. There's going to be a couple when you watch the All-22 film that are going to stand out for him getting absolutely uh, destroyed by pulling guards. They were doing pin and pull, and he got kind of blown up in the hole. You're going to see a little bit of that. But, you know, overall, I mean, that's what you expect from young players. They're going to have plays where they stand out. And what you're hoping is the plays they stand out are their best plays. And I, I thought he did pretty good overall. So I was excited, you know, about what, um, he's bringing to the table and I just can't wait to see what they do. And what's up, David Via? David Via is announcing what up coach Ant and the faithful Niners when players played better, happy for Lance. And of course in a real good Moody, the kid's going to be okay. Yeah. He's going to be just fine. Uh, Jake Moody. I'm glad he made the kicks that he made. That was really exciting. And that's what you know, you need. So the 49ers needed Jake Moody to have some confidence. He did miss the extra point, but he knocked down, you know, the field goals that he needed to make, and that's exactly what you want. And Joseph Whitebird says, I'm still sketch about our offensive line. Seems like the defense took a step backwards compared to past defenses I've seen from the team, in my opinion. I, I think what you saw today, and I'm, I'm sure that's how a lot of people are going to feel about the 49ers defense, is that they took a step back from the dominant style of defense. But one thing you could take from that first drive is, yes, there was movement against Hargrave and against Armstead. And, you know, of course, no Bosa. But I think you could take a few things away from that. Number one, even without all the starters, no Gibson, no um, Trey Greenlaw, no Nick Bosa, uh, what you still got was once they crossed the 50-yard line, 49ers defense tightened up and then made some plays. And I think overall that's all you can ask for a 49ers defense. So for their first action, I don't think it was that bad. Uh, but – I think that in it's going to continue to develop and they're going to be just fine. Plus I want to see what happens with this 49ers defense. Once Steve Wilkes completely unveils everything he wants to do with his blitzes at his packages. Uh, and David Morazzo is right, right here. Uh, Graham and winners look like keepers. I, I think you're hundred percent correct. They're definitely uh, keepers. And I think that Graham is the way he's showing out and the fact that he's playing Mike, that's going to mean that, somebody like DFF can be on the bubble because the 49ers can keep Marceline McCurry ball now as a guy that can play both of the outside linebacker positions. And now they can keep D winners on a flyer and play him on special teams with his, 
tremendous athletic ability. It all was hinged on who could play Mike. And if one of these guys were able to do it, whether it was Marceline Mercari Ball or Jalen Graham, that's when DFF became potentially a you know a liability or somebody that they could get rid of. So uh, yeah, I think both of those guys are doing pretty good. And I thought DFF actually played pretty good as well. Uh, truth, truth, you know, truth be told, I thought he did a really good job. So um, I think that I overall I like how the young linebackers are playing, and I'm hoping uh, that it continues to go that way. And you know, of course, a lot of the conversations have been about the quarterback position. Joseph says we play in starters more in game three or nah if they need to get game ready ASAP. Uh, no, I don't think they're going to play more. I think maybe a couple of series. We saw the offense of line play two series. I look for potentially them to play maybe Brock in the, the that that group two series, uh, but I don't think it would be much more than that. You're still not going to want to get these guys out there, but I think they would like to, and they haven't played Trent Williams. They haven't played Christian McCaffrey, which doesn't surprise me. George Kittle, of course, is still dealing with the adductor, but looks like he'll be back next week. And so I'm, you know, I think that we'll see some of them, but I don't think we'll see all of them. And uh, thank you so much, David, for, for saying this. It says, come on, let's hit that like button. Ant is doing a great job. I really appreciate that. Yeah, if you're watching, hit that like button. Get this content out to other people. I appreciate it. And what is up, Niner Fanatic Podcast? What's going on, brother? He says, how's it going? I hope you're hope you're doing good. I hope you enjoyed the game. And, um, yeah, I, I go and check out your stuff. So, you guys, if you want to watch podcasts, Niner Fanatic Podcast, you can check it out. And, um, you know, there's a lot of guys out there grinding. He's one of them. He's working hard. So, uh, I bleed says it is definitely underrated channel. My man's putting in that work. Appreciate it. You guys giving me some love and I appreciate that. Uh, it's always great. And we got a super chat coming through from WTM. What's up WTM WTM's in the house says, this is the most confident you've seen Trey. Actually, it's not because I've seen this Trey Lance through training camp. That was the one thing that stood out to me since I've been at training camp was how comfortable and confident Trey Lance looked within the offense. Like I knew that there was mistakes here and there, or, you know, maybe he would hold on to football, but he never looked shook. He always looked like in command of what he was supposed to do. And I felt like once he got in a rhythm tonight, you kind of saw what we saw at training camp. Is it a finished product? No, like, right. I mean, we know that he's got more growth to go, but I think what you saw was you saw from everyone that was saying he was a bust, like, just get that out of your mind. He's not a bust. What he is is we're trying to find out where his floor is, and we know his ceiling is through the roof. So what we saw was his floor is higher than what people have been saying it was. And I think this is a good sign for him. But, yeah, his confidence is not shaken. He, he's been really good all throughout training camp, and that was what I took away the most from his training camp all season. And I think that's one of the things that I love about Trey. You know, it's just – he continues to work hard, and he continues uh, to battle. And now what we got with the 49ers is we've got a super uh, con, you know, quarterback room that is not super, but uh, they're, they're a group that can just – I mean, they can get it done, right? So we know that if something happens to Brock Purdy, we have Trey Lance and we have Sam Darnold, and they are competent quarterbacks in the NFL. They can come in and they can make plays. And the good thing is somebody like Trey Lance, there were a couple of plays today – what that he made with his legs, uh, not only pocket movement, some of his pocket movement is great. All uh, the movement with his shoulders, his hips, being able to move within the pocket, escape the pocket, get rid of the football. It, to me, there were some of those moments you're like, wow, that was nice. You escaped the pocket, made some runs uh, with his legs. 
But I think that's what we've seen from all three quarterbacks that the 49ers have this year. If we've seen the ability for pocket movement, for escapability, and for being able to create outside the pocket, whether with their legs or with their arm looking downfield. And that's exactly what you need from a, you know this 49ers team. So I'm, I'm very excited about what these guys can do within the system. And uh, James says, who's running back to Mason or TDP? The running back by committee is too political. I actually think running back two is Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell is supposed to be coming back next week. Kyle Shanahan said he was close. I think he's still running back two because he's more dynamic catching the football than either one of those guys, even though I like both of those players. Don't get me wrong. I think Elijah Mitchell's more dynamic, and I think also uh, he's better catching the football out of the backfield and also better in protection. So to me, overall, I think it's going to be Elijah Mitchell. And then right now, I think it is Jordan Mason and then TDP. Uh, I don't think TDP's overtaken Jordan Mason yet, but I think the 49ers are definitely giving him a good run and seeing what he's got uh, because he's, you know, he's still pretty solid. And what's up, Mr. Corey? How's it going? Mr. Corey's in the house. Says, Ant, how's it going? Um, Siggy, what's up? Siggy says, defensive backs look good overall. Ambry Thomas looks strong. Yeah, I thought Ambry Thomas played really well last week. My only worry was the the deep ball where he jumped, you know, on the, the short route and really drove on it instead of staying over the top. I thought that was a concern. Uh, but overall, I thought, yeah, he did a pretty good job. And so the 49ers are still trying to figure out who the cornerbacks are going to be. I think they're very comfortable with Diameter Lenore. They're very comfortable with Ambry Thomas. And I think that's kind of where their comfort, you know, is at right now. I thought Sam Womack had a great game today. He drove on a couple footballs, and one of them he should have had an interception on. If he could have got his left arm uh, away from the wide receiver, I think he would have had a pick six. It was a great play, and he was showing tremendous drive, and those are tough plays to make from a cornerback. You're going from, you know, you're in your backpedal to being able to drive on that football, and I thought it was pretty good, uh, you know, for the the cornerbacks. And I thought Sam Womack did a good job of keeping himself in the mix. Harold says one concern is that the offense let the defensive players go and block to give the quarterback sack or pressure. The coaches can clean this up. This is the reason why 49ers get quarterbacks get hurt, obvious in today's game. Yeah, part of the reason was they were doing some overload blitzes or blitzes that are going to put the 49ers offensive line or uh, running backs who are in protection or tight ends into situations where they have to understand what their role is. And, of course, the, the inside man is always the most dangerous. So sometimes you'll see a player come off the outside or maybe in a C-gap, and people will think, oh, man, that offensive lineman missed it, when, in fact, he's got to let the guy come free because he's picking up somebody else and maybe a running back supposed to. Take, case in point, first drive of the game, 49ers are down the two-yard line, run the, the Roma TDP, they don't, get, they don't get the touchdown. Next play, uh, Ross Dwelly's coming off with a, a release off the line, and what he's going to do is he's going to get right in front of the inside man's face, get him to hesitate for a second. That, then he's going to go up and run a route. Then the outside man, you're hoping, is going to go with the action outside. He did start to go that way. But TDP came up and absolutely whiffed on the protection. and The guy came free into Brock Purdy's face. That's one of those things where a lot of people will say, hey, that's an offensive line problem, when in fact it was a Ty Davis-Price protection problem. So you just got to get better at that. One thing I've seen from Price he goes down to the ground a little bit too often and tries to take out legs, and maybe he needs to get up into those defensive tackles, uh, maybe a little bit higher in their thighs. So we'll see if he ends up changing that up a little bit. But I think a lot of times you know, there's a protection issue with somebody. Sometimes it's offensive line, but there's other players as well. 
you know, that, that need to get involved with all that. So uh, it's, it's good. And Donald says, I'm excited seeing Debo, CMC, Kittle, and BA playing this year because Debo looking great. Yeah, Debo. He looks spectacular. He looked fast. He looked aggressive. Uh, both times he had the football in his hands, he ran somebody over to finish off the run. That's that attitude and mentality that just takes the whole team to another level. You see that on defense from guys like Fred Warner, uh, Taundo Hufanga, that energy that comes you know, with those plays. And uh, guys like Debo Samuel and George Kittle bringing on offense, that intensity is something you can really rally and build off of. So, yeah, I was super excited about you know seeing Debo in this game and how he looked. And that's just consistently what we saw from Debo all through training camp. He looked really quick. Uh, he was getting in and out of his breaks on his routes, and he was creating separation where it wasn't as much that Kyle always had to scheme it up. Sometimes he could just create separations with his route running. So Debo's definitely you know doing what we want him to do, and we want him to keep making those uh, you know those plays. And that's what I I'm, I bleed says Debo is on another level this year. He looked uh, he took last year personal. It, I think he's ready. You're right. I, I think he's ready to make some, you know, some big type moves. And him and Brandon Ayuk are both at the top of their game right now. They really are. Those two guys have looked spectacular. And uh, I'm hoping that just continues when we get to Pittsburgh because what Brandon Ayuk was showing, you know, during the training camp, I don't think we even saw in preseason. Yeah, he had, you know, the great slant catch today. He got up field and got down to the two yard line. Well, uh, Brandon Ayuk can just make plays. So to me, it's it's something that I'm waiting to see. And I think he's one of those guys that can definitely do it. Uh, Joseph Whitebird says, who's going to be wide receiver number three and tied into? I think wide receiver uh, three is pretty much, you know, pretty much figured out. It's going to be Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings is wide receiver three. And I think the Forty ers are very happy with him. I think question marks about four and five got muddied up today because, uh, you know, Ray Ray McLeod, we'll see when he's able to come back. I'm guessing a couple weeks into the season, not, you know, really week one. So I think that'll be an issue. And then after that, when it comes to uh, wide receiver five, you know, wide receiver four and five, Ronnie Bell has to be in the mix and probably somebody like Chris Conley. Uh, so what I'm wondering is how the 49ers are going to get this done. How the 49ers go about, can they go to Conley and say, hey, we're going to sign you. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to release you. You're a veteran. We're going to sign you the next day after we put Danny Gray, after we put Ray or McLeod on the, on the IR. They could do something like that. I think that's something the 49ers might have to do. Uh, we'll see what Danny Gray's prognosis is with the, the collarbone, but he's going to be out for a while, and the 49ers are going to have to make some decisions. But I think it's good that Ronnie Bell's playing at the level he's playing because they're going to need him for sure. Uh, Luke Luna, what's up, Luke? How's it going? I always love when Luke comes through. One of the OGs on the channel says, Sam looks good, man. Don't care what anyone says. He was with the starters. That would look good. Trey looked great as well. Purdy looked poised. And I think you're right. I think we can walk away and feel that all three quarterbacks did, did themselves proud and work within this offense pretty well. And some of the throws that Sam Darnold made, uh, I know it's always an unpopular opinion to say nice things about Sam Darnold, but some of the throws he made were, I mean, really big-time throws. Uh, there's a couple I wish he would have finished, like the touchdown to Chris Conley where it was underthrown. I want to go back and watch that one, see if it was him just throwing off his back foot or if he was taking pressure at his legs. Uh, but to me, you're right. Sam Sam Darnold looked pretty good. I want to see him you know, finish on some more drives, but he'll get there. He'll definitely get there. Um, we got a super chat. How's it going? WTM is back. The super chat, he says, I still feel Moody will be a phenomenal kicker. I still feel Moody will be a phenomenal kicker. 
yeah, and I tweeted that the only people that thought Moody was going to make those kicks uh, was me and his parents, and I was just having some fun, of course. But, yeah, I'm not real concerned about Jake Moody. I do think he's, you know, he's figuring it out. He's a rookie. Uh, but from what I've seen at him at training camp, I thought overall he was just very dead set, uh, focused, making kicks, kicking with great length. And so I'm hoping he figures this thing out. And, you know, we get a situation where maybe on that, you know, extra point, he came in there feeling like, hey, this is a, these are give me's. He never missed any extra points when he was in college. And now it's a little bit farther away in the NFL. So maybe he just had a lapse there for a second. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Jake Moody. I think we're going to be just fine uh, with him. And, and here's a, let's see, I, I got to go with this because Luke says I didn't get, it didn't get muddied up today. Bell earned himself a job last preseason game. Bell's built for this offense. Um, I just meant so much because of uh, our guy that got hurt. I'm trying to go. I'm, I'm going Blake, Danny Gray. So the reason I said it got muddied up is because my belief coming out of the last preseason game, and I thought it was solidified today, was that Danny Gray was going to be uh, one of the wide receivers. And then the only question was, are you for sure keeping Ronnie Bell? And I think you are. So I just meant muddied up in the fact that now – they have to make decisions on Raver McLeod and Danny Gray. And it gets muddied up because you can't just, if you put them on IR with an injury designation, uh, people can claim them and you don't want to lose players. So you have to figure out a way to get them to the 53 man roster, creative ways, get them to the 53 man roster, then put them on IR and then be able to sign players back. Veterans are easier that have more than a four, four accrued seasons because you can cut them. They, they don't have waivers. They're just open and free to sign with whoever. So guys like Conley, you know, um, and, and guys like that are easy. Willie Sneed. So that's what I meant by it. Not so much like who's going to be on the team, just how exactly you're going to build those four guys, uh, four and five guys overall. Now, uh, Mr. Gorsuch says, what do you think of Joey Fisher so far? So I, I think Joey Fisher is a practice squad candidate. I thought, you know, he's had improvements. The holding call he got today, well, that was trash. That was that was a great block by him. Um, but you know. Coach Chris Furster's talked pretty intently about the fact that Joey Fisher had to learn some new techniques going from what he did at Shepherd College till now. And sometimes he reverts back to those. So uh, just he needs more reps. He needs to get better. I think a full season spin on the 40 yards practice squad would be good for Joey Fisher. And I think that's kind of where he needs to be. And I'm hoping, you know, that's where he ends up being because I would love to see the 49ers be able to, to keep him, you know, and, and keep him and develop him because, uh, they need him, and that's always what uh, you want from some of these young guys. You want developmental guys you can eventually count on, and he's super strong and big. At WTM, says Drake Jackson. He's still getting better from the hamstring. I thought he was going to play. Uh, they said he wasn't ready to play yet, so we'll see. Hopefully, Drake will get out there for next week. I think Cleveland Farrell's done a pretty good job. I think Cleveland Farrell's going to start opposite of Nick Bosa as long as the 49ers can get that deal done. I still believe they can. Uh, but Cleveland Farrell's looked really good, and I think he's been hyperactive, and he's got a good motor. And I thought Austin Bryant had a, high, a good motor and, and stuff. And I want to hear what happened to Kerry Hyder. I did not catch what happened. I know it was a shoulder, but I didn't catch what the injury ends up, you know, being. So um, I think that overall, you know, you're gotta be okay uh, with Drake Jackson being out. I don't think he will, you know, be a starter this year. Uh, but I do think he can bring pressure on third down. And I think also uh, he'll be nice with that second unit. I mean, that second unit could be really, really powerful. And with the, you know, taco Charlton going on the IR, 
I think that kind of opened the door, you know, for Austin Bryant to for sure be on this roster. So now it looks like, you know, it's going to be a, a pretty clear group about how it's going to be. And here we go right here from uh, John Nevels. What's up, John? Uh, Mr. Sac Francisco himself says, heard anything about Robert Beal? So, yeah, I was actually surprised Beal didn't play in this game. Uh, Beal has been back at practice. He was back at practice all week. I fully expected him to play. He was getting reps against Trent Williams during 11-on-11 11 11 drills. So maybe we'll get to see Robert Beal next week. Maybe the 49ers are trying to do something for some of these players to stash him. We'll see. Um, so I, right now I don't know. But, yeah, Bill was back at practice. Maybe they thought it was too soon. Uh, or even, I don't know the league rules, maybe he has to be in pads a certain amount of days to be able to play in a football competition. So those are things we'll have to wait and see and how those things pan out over the next week or so. I love to see Robert Bill out there. The speed is through the roof. You can see it in shirt and shorts. We just never got to see it in pads at training camp. I believe says, I have no doubt Nick Bosa deal gets done. I will just sleep better once it is. Yeah, I think that's how I'm feeling as well. You know, I, I know it's going to happen at some point. I just hope it happens right now. And Bull Pup is asking the same thing about Drake Jackson. Uh, Drake's been dealing with a hamstring. So Drake Jackson dealing with a hamstring. Uh, it happened right before the first preseason game, right the week of joint practices, before joint practices. He had the injury. They expected him to come back last week. He did not. So the expectation is Drake will be back this week. We'll see if he gets back out there for practice. And it's a short week. Uh, so if he gets back out there for practice, maybe we'll see him on Friday. I think the 49ers would like to get a good look at him. But uh, I think Drake's done enough for sure during practice to show that he's going to you know, be a player that can make an impact on this team. They just have to you know, wait hit out because you just don't want these hamstring injuries to get worse. We've seen a lot of hamstring injuries with the defensive line. That's ultimately what took out Taco Charlton, I believe, too. Because, you know, you get these hamstring injuries and you're out for so long. For some of them, if it's a pull, you're just, you just you can't keep a guy like Taco Charlton on your roster. So you have to go ahead and, you know, put him on the IR with an injury designation and try to figure it out. So, yeah, yeah there's been a lot of injuries that way. Getting off the ball, explosion, uh, it's all work for those hamstrings. Luke says, I think Bell takes the place of whoever we can't afford. If Ayuk prices himself out, Bell takes his spot. Or if we trade Debo, keep Ayuk, Bell takes Debo's spot or he takes Jennings if we keep BA and 19. Something that's going to be interesting, right, how they end up handling these wide receivers uh, because you do have a decision to make eventually with Brandon Ayuk. Of course, you could just pay Brandon his $14-plus uh, million dollars next year and you know wait and see what happens the next day. My guess is, or the next year, I'm guessing that they'll try to work out some sort of an extension with Brandon Ayuk next year and try to somewhat get their money to where it staggers between – uh, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. And if they can pull that off, they'll be able to keep both. Juwan Jennings will more than likely be on the roster because he's still a restricted free agent next year, and they can offer him a second-round tender that'll pay him a little over $4 million. So is it a lot of money to pay your wide receiver room? Yes, uh, but I think there'll be Ray McLeod comes off the books next year, and so that's kind of where Ronnie Bell probably slides in, him and Danny Gray, if they can keep Danny Gray now, end up being wide receivers four and five. And then after that, you know, or I'm sorry, yeah, wide receiver four and five next year. And then eventually, like you said, they have to make a decision. Jawan might go, and then Ronnie Bell kind of slides into that role. But I think they do want to keep Debo and Brandon Ayuk as long as they can. WTM says, who is the starting right tackle? It's Colt McKivitz. Colt McKivitz is starting right tackle. And I think it's, you know, he's, he's done a good job. He's done a really good job. Uh, everything I saw at training camp, he's super comfortable playing the position. I think the question mark is more in the run game than the passing game. 
I think he's going to be improvement in pass protection over Mike McGlinchey. The question marks is how much movement is he going to get on the point of attack on runs that are going to his side? Can he get movement on a defensive end? Are they going to be able to set the edge? Uh, those are ultimately going to be the things that you know separate him from potentially a guy like Mike McGlinchey. If he can do it at a high level the way Mike McGlinchey did or even close, I think the 49ers might actually improve as an offensive line because you're going into year two of Spencer Burford starting, year two of Aaron Banks starting, year two of Jake Brendel starting, and all those things are exactly you know what the 49ers need and want. So uh, to me, I think the 49ers are trending in the right direction, and Colton McKivitz is the reason why. Uh, but the run game is what we're going to have to see. But a lot of movement shifts and getting the ball to different players are going to help, not to mention Christian McCaffrey, right? He's he's kind of good. Uh, I believe this Bell is special, and I hope we're able to keep him long-term. I think that's in the 49ers' plans for sure, to be able to keep him long-term and, and make him a big part of this team. So I think Bell's going to be around. And overall, I think we saw a lot of young players that the 49ers can count on. They did a really good job of you know overall building this roster and i'm excited to see you know what they do uh moving forward we got one more game friday night 7 p.m they're going to be playing the los angeles chargers and we're going to have some players that are going to be able to to step up and you know get something done and we'll see who makes this final 53 because when we get to august 29th there's going to be final cuts and the four years are going to have some decisions to make it's going to be a interesting day to see how they build the roster but ultimately, I think they have all the makings of a team that can go deep into the playoffs and hopefully get over the hump and win a Super Bowl because they're showing a lot of really good talent on the top end, but also some players on the back end that are going to continue to develop throughout the year. And I think hopefully uh, we'll see contributions from these guys down the stretch. So I'm really excited about it. I appreciate everyone that came through for the live stream. I'm looking forward to doing more content all week. Uh, you guys are absolutely uh, the best. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way.